Hi, I'm Zachary Davis. I'm the host of two podcasts, Ministry of Ideas, which explores the philosophy behind everyday concepts, and Writ Large, a new podcast about the books that change the world. I love educational podcasts. I love listening to them and talking about them. I want everyone to have that chance, and so I've built a new platform called Lyceum, which makes it easy to discover great educational podcasts and have conversations about them. There are more than a million podcasts out there. We've done the hard work of sifting through them and finding only the very best education shows to listen to. Shows like the one you're listening to right now. So if you love learning, download Lyceum today on the App Store or Google Play, or visit us at lyceum.fm. That's L-Y-C-E-U-M dot F-M. Before we get going today, I'd like to make a quick announcement. I am thrilled to announce that the Other Half podcast, as well as my old show, the Queens of England podcast, is officially a member of Lyceum. Lyceum is a new app which has been specifically designed to help people find great educational shows and have great conversations about them, right in the app. All the shows on there have been curated to make sure they are of the highest quality and value, and I am super honoured to be a part of it. If you attended the Sound Education or Intelligent Speech conferences, you may have heard a bit about them. So, what does this mean for you? Well, nothing, if that's what you want. The show will continue to arrive wherever you get your podcasts free of charge. But, if you want a little more, to ask me questions or start discussions with other listeners, then Lyceum is the place to do it. You'll also be able to find more podcasters like me, and I hope to be able to feature some of them on the show as well. So, if that sounds good, download the app at lyceum.fm and check out the discussion rooms to hang out with me and other listeners. That's lyceum.fm, L-Y-C-E-U-M dot F-M. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to The Other Half. Episode 3.1, Folk Heroines, The Women Who Built Nations. My loving people, we have been persuaded by some that are careful of our safety to take care how we walk among armed multitudes. (laughs) But I assure you, I do not desire to live to distrust my faithful and loving people. Let tyrants fear. I have always so behaved myself that, that under God I have placed my chiefest strength and safeguard 
in the loyal hearts and goodwill of all my subjects. I am come among you, as you see at this time, not for my disport or recreation, but resolved in the midst and the heat of the battle to live or die among you all, to lay down for my God, for my kingdom, and for my people, my honor and my blood, even in the dust. of a weak and feeble woman. But I have the heart and stomach of a king. And of a king of England, too. And I... And I think it foul scorn that Palmer or Spain or any prince of These words by Queen Elizabeth I to her troops at Tilbury as the Spanish Armada approached on the 9th of August 1588 have echoed down through the centuries. Generations of English children know those immortal words. Who said them and why? Indeed, I would go so far as to say that they are some of the most famous words ever uttered by a woman in history. They are reproduced in every film, TV series or documentary that has ever been made about Elizabeth, including the clip that I just played to you from Helen Mirren in the 2005 TV show Elizabeth I. It defined everything that we know about Elizabeth and came at one of the critical moments in her reign. In a few sentences, it lays out how she wished to define her gender, her power and her authority. It also came to define how England saw itself on the world stage for centuries, as a proud island nation whose navy projected its values, its valour and its might. It saw Elizabeth move beyond a mere historical figure and saw her enter English folklore as a national heroine, as Gloriana, a woman with the pride and courage to take on any enemy. That central duality has become the heart and soul of how many female rulers, both monarchical and elected, have sought to portray themselves. See Margaret Thatcher as the Iron Lady, for example. However, there is one slight fly in that ointment. We have no real proof that any of it was true. Some historians say that Elizabeth may have delivered a speech on that day, but the words are lost to history. Others say that it may have happened after the Armada was already defeated. Others question whether it even happened at all. We have many versions of that speech, the most famous of which was recorded not by a historian or chronicler, but in a letter from a Dr. Lionel Sharp to the Duke of Buckingham in the 1620s. He may well have been there, but a recollection some 40 years after the fact must have its authenticity called into question. The words certainly have a ring of truth about them, but whether Elizabeth actually said them is very much up for debate. But, and this is the crucial point, 
It doesn't matter. As much as it pains me as a wannabe historian to say it, the facts really aren't that significant here. The fact is that, for four centuries, we have, as a culture, believed that it happened. And that is the essence of folklore. That we can have figures like Robin Hood, who may never have existed, but still have had an indelible influence on our culture and our world. That we can have a figure like Elizabeth, who did exist, but who are said to have done things or said things that may not be true. The impact of those deeds has lived on long after their deaths. That speech at Tilbury, those words, and how they have lived on are the perfect illustration of what this third season of The Other Half is all about. I am calling it Folk Heroines, The Women Who Built Nations. Unlike the last two seasons, and indeed my previous show, The Queens of England Podcast, we will not be taking on one family or dynasty and examining each of them in turn. Instead, we are going to select a series of ten women from throughout history, from Roman Britain and 5th century China to medieval France and colonial India. None of these women met. They were probably not related and probably had never heard of each other. Indeed, some of them, as we shall see, may not have existed at all or done the things that they are said to have done. But they are still in a great shared sisterhood of women who through their deeds, both in battle and in service to their people, have become symbols of womanhood and nationhood. This new format will mean that some of these shows will be a little different from what you have become used to, as we are not only interested in who these women were and what they did, but also in how they have been perceived since their deaths. How people have used their stories and memory to fight contemporary battles, be they military or political. As we shall see, there are quite a few commonalities between them, Most were fighting rebellions or battles against imperial oppressors. Some were called by their gods, others by a sense of revenge, but they all strived to create a better and freer future. They fought against prejudices, variously of their gender, their culture and their race. They were scorned by rich and powerful men and gave them great cause to regret their misjudgment. These were not always nice women, Some of their actions led to the deaths of thousands, many of them innocent. But they are all important to their people, and their stories are vital to understanding the people from whom they are all descended. We will start next week with the first woman in our series, Boudicca of the Iceni, a warrior woman from East Anglia who defied the Roman Empire and nearly threw them out of Britain forever.